everybody and welcome to another episode of the podcast of Alicia Shanice Reviews. Thank you for tuning in and today the topic is we will be discussing Cruel Summer, Freeform's original TV series that comes on every Tuesday at 10 p.m. and airs the next day on Hulu. We are going to be reviewing episode 7, Happy Birthday Kate Wallace is the title. So, we'll definitely get into that in one moment. We only have three episodes left of this season. So, this episode was very strong. Uh, Don't forget to tune in to me as I am currently reviewing season one of Narcos. And then we will move to season two. And I plan to cover Narcos Mexico. And after that, we will cover Snowfall. Upcoming episode, we will be going over the versus soldier boy versus bow wow that's coming up so we'll be two top those are the upcoming topics on this podcast and also i am going to do two tributes to two of my favorite artists as one is tupac shakur for his birthday in june we will dedicate a special episode to the great one and then at the end of june on the anniversary of the passing of the great michael jackson i want to just do a special tribute just talk about some of their favorite songs i love why they meant so much to me growing up personally and just the effects on the culture that they had and just fun facts that i've done my own research on so Um, If you're new tuning in, because I've been looking at my analytics and I see I've got new listeners, I am so happy to have you. I hope you keep tuning in. I hope I'm keeping you entertained. If you have feedback or just want to say what's up, you can message me or you can look me up on, follow me on Instagram. It's under Alicia Shanice. Facebook is Alicia Shanice as well. I don't get on there that much, but my messenger is always open. So you can always message me. Just let me know. Hey, listening to your pod, checking you out on your pod. Um, in about a month or two, I will start uploading a YouTube, just trying to get a little more comfortable. I know I have to get better and improve. And sometimes you're a little nervous to kind of step more out there. To be honest, I barely share my podcast. So the new listeners that I am getting from the podcast, um, streaming services, I am so happy that you're tuning in each week, checking out my episodes, just checking out my recaps and my reviews or my opinions. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the support. Um, and I hope everybody is having a great and positive day. I want to send positive energy, positive vibes, go after your dreams. Don't let nobody discourage you. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. Even if you fall, get right back up and try again in the words of the great Aaliyah and just get back up. Try again. Don't give up. Don't give up. I fell on my feet plenty of times and I said, 2021, I'm going for everything I want to do. I want to start my podcast. I'm going to start my podcast. I'm dedicated to my book. I, I Sometimes I catch writer's block. I just have to kind of stop, get my mind together, and just go back at it. I'm not going to let nobody discourage me. I'm just trying to do my thing and be the best me that I can be. So just want to spread some positive light and positive energy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And let's get into the show. So 
so this episode was a Kate Wallace episode. So this wasn't Jeanette's episode. This was Kate's story. It opens up with the, these events take place, or I'm sorry, the events that are about to unfold take place on approximately August 29th, 93, 94, and 1995. So those are the timelines we're going to go on. Every day is going to be on August 29th. And so we know that we're going towards the end of the summer. And it, um, the opening scene is, is just like episode one, except it, it's not Jeanette, it's Kate. So we see that she's waking up in 1993. This was before all of the trauma. She's waking up happy. It's her birthday, just like how episode one opened up. Then it goes straight to 1994. And you can see that she's just got back home from her traumatic experience of being kidnapped by Mr. Martin and she's on her chat for you know the chat line for people who've been in a similar situations or abductions and um talking to her person who she always confides in but not knowing that she's actually talking to her sister Ashley then we go to 1995 and she's waking up with Mallory in the bed with her behind her looking creepy, telling her happy birthday. And every year is drastic, as it should be. She's been through a traumatic experience. So 1993, Kate is happy as much as she can be. And then 94, she's on the chat room. She's depressed. Uh, she's talking in the chat room about she's not being able to... Uh, have an appetite or eat you know her everything that she's been through and then 1995 this is when she's basically co closed herself off from everyone and basically the only person that she has is Mallory I just don't like Mallory's character I'm not gonna lie she just is like an overbearing friend and she was like that with Jeanette as well and uh, she looks a little obsessed with Kate, if you ask me. I don't trust Mallory. That's my opinion. I don't like her. Uh, she's very disrespectful. And I felt that way since episode one. Even when she was, um, it was 93, she just was an obnoxious little girl. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a fan of Miss Mallory. So, yeah, we go from 1993, 94, and 95. And it is drastic changes in each era each year her personality then the next scene we go to a flashback of kate thinking about when martin had her held capture in um his basement in his own little personal dungeon uh with all of his food he gives her toilet paper like she's a dog and everything else yes um and he's telling her that uh you know you need to just sit down and be comfortable because everybody's forgot about you your your parents have moved on they're not thinking about you your friends have met new has has a whole new best friend which is Jeanette and then he puts in her mind that Jamie's even moved on and he mentions Jeanette by name when he tells her you know your parents moved on and your friends moved on they have new friends but when he gets to Jamie he makes sure to mention that he's moved on with Jeanette so now we see that even if we still don't know if Jeanette was wrong or not, and I'm kind of still team Jeanette, but Jeanette is real, real, real dingy. But at the same time, we do get another point to where 
if you know that your boyfriend um, is moved on and you're kidnapped in some crazy man's basement and he's telling you the name and you know her. So now you see where all the steam and the hate kind of she that's all she has to think about on, a, you know, on another thing when she has all those mind things going through her head. And I do believe Annabelle is an alternate personality. I could completely be wrong. But just because I grew up on soap operas and watched a lot of dramatic television shows, I believe Kate is like, a, I mean, Kate and Annabelle are the same person. I think it's a split alternate personalities, which a lot of people do have or do uh, obtain when they've been through something very traumatic, sexual abuse, or just a very traumatic experience. So I believe that, you know, she's sitting in there and her mind probably is playing all type of games or tricks on her. And she created an alter ego and by he mentioned Jeanette by name she's sitting up there and she's probably having all type of things run through her head about Jeanette and th thinking about how weird Jeanette always acted around her when the few times that they did see each other and probably thinking that she wanted to take over her life so now we can see kind of where the hate came from a little bit not saying Jeanette is innocent because it's still something there with how she kept breaking into Martin's house then we go to the next scene and it's her birthday because that's where the episodes take you from each year and it's still 1993 and Jamie is downstairs waiting for her so they can go on their little date and he is telling uh, Mr. Wallace that he wants to give Kate a promise ring and you know Mr. Wallace says you guys are a little young for that and Jamie already knows what he wants he says he wants to buy her a house he wants to have a family so he's already picturing a future with Miss Kate then we go to the next thing and Mrs. Wallace walks into Kate's room. Let her know to be on time and be a prompt for her birthday party that they are throwing her at specifically 7 p.m. And she wants her on time. And uh, Kate kind of mentions a little bit of what she kind of knows. She hints around it and her mom stops her in her feet like, remember you said last time you were accusing people. Uh, Mrs. Wallace is a trip. Um. I don't think she's a good mother in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, they talk about that. And she tells her, you know, make sure you're on time and kind of brushes her off as well. She, Ms. Wallace, you can tell all she cares about is what everybody else thinks and keeping up a persona, a certain stigma around their life. You know, she's married to the rich ex-football, retired football player. Whoop-de-doo. Then we go to the next scene and... She opens up the door because it's 1994. Somebody is at the door. She opens it up. And who is it? It's Miss Mallory. She dismisses Mallory. She looks at her like she's basically from the other side of the tracks, which is very disrespectful. And probably re reminiscent of her own childhood. Because remember, uh, Cindy Turner said that uh, back in their high school days, she was the popular one. And then... Uh, Miss Wallace, she was always the one probably trying to fit in and the unpopular one. So she always, sometimes when you come from something, you're so ashamed of it. You never want to look and see that you were there once. So she looks at Mallory like she's beneath her, which is ridiculous. And kind of says, um, whatever you're buying, 
whatever you're selling, we're not buying. Kate runs to the door and says, you made it. And she finds out it's Kate's birthday. And she said, wow, it's your birthday and you invited me here. Because Kate does feel comfortable with Mallory. She does can be herself and can be open with her. But I don't trust Mallory. And I've been saying that from episode one. I just didn't like the type of friend she was to Jeanette. She's very bossy, always getting her friends in trouble. And then we see that she introduces Miss Kate to the weed thing. Kate tells her she can't, can't, doesn't have an appetite. That's how Mr. Martin controlled her with food. And we've seen that in this episode, how he would stand over her like a, I can't even think of the name for him. He would stand over her and watch her eat and manipulate her with food. Um, very creepy man. So yeah, Mallory has Kate a stone here now, basically. We go directly to the next scene and Kate is is kind of jumping between 1994 and 95. She's thinking about um, when she was in therapy and what she confided in with her therapist. She's going from 93 to 94. In 95, she's listening to the therapy, therapy tapes. She's trying to remember herself who is Annabelle because she doesn't know who Annabelle is. And Mallory doesn't want her to listen to the tape. She doesn't want her to be triggered by something she might have said in one of the therapy sessions and it might bring up another bad memory and I just don't think that she's being like a authentic genuine friend um I kind of don't think um her mom was right on one part which her mom is terrible I'm not taking up for her mom but it seemed like Mallory is the type of friend where she wants Kate to be completely dependent on her and away from everybody else she's very selfish as a not as a real person just as the character um, but she's very selfish and she does, she doesn't even want her to find out who Annabelle is. So it's something with that, but I haven't figured that out yet. I kind of don't have a theory. My, the main theory I'm going with is alter ego, but I could completely be wrong. So yeah, so it's her kind of going over her therapy tape. She's trying to figure out who Annabelle is herself. So it jumps between 93 and 94 with kind of going back and uh, forth very fastly. Then we jump to 1995 and Mallory tells Kate she has a surprise for her. So they walk downstairs and you could tell her mom wants to spend time with their daughter for her birthday. And Mallory comes and tells her Kate's not taking any calls today and basically saying that she's decided to spend the day with her. Such a disrespectful little heifer. Um, I'm sorry, but I come from the rules of respect and my child ain't no way her little friend would be talking to me like that i know mrs wallace is a piece of shit herself but there's no way that this little girl would be in my face like that she would have to go and would not be welcomed in my house mallory is very disrespectful i'm sorry i said what i said then we go to 1993 and they're all in the food court in the mall having them a good old funky time it's um Mrs. Kate and she's getting her um it's her boyfriend Jamie the two little follower best friends and Ben and they're all just sitting there hanging out and Jamie says I have a surprise for you and she like Jamie when she said the ring box what are you doing and he like it's not what you think it's just a promise ring he pulls out a very beautiful ring and Kate's really not feeling it you can tell Jamie is kind of he is really in love with her and you can tell he's you know I know he has his ways as well but in 93 he was all for her and tell he really wanted the relationship or whatever and then her friend goes and hands her a little bottle of alcohol a little you know like the little Corosal bottle with a little alcohol poured in there and she kind of looks like no and Jamie takes it and 
gets to drinking and he gets to getting tipsy very fastly. And in my opinion, if you go back to episode one, you could kind of just from episode one, you kind of look and see that she more was into Jamie. And the whole situation is wrong, no matter how you look at it. But it looks like when she got the confiding in Mr. Martin, she kind of had another, like a mutual attraction for him too. Even though it was totally wrong, no excuses taken. It looks like, you know, even when she woke up in this episode, she's uh, um, smiling at the teddy bear she won from the carnival for him. And she thinks about him, you know, when she was sitting in her, her room when the other episode went off and she's talking about him. So... You can kind of tell she's already has an attraction with Mr. Martin. Then we go to 1994 and you can tell this is after um, Mallory gave her a joint. I don't know if this is her first time smoking. It seems like it is, but she they're both stone high sitting there eating nachos. Ashley, the stepsister, walks in like, what are you guys doing? They decide to go rent a movie because she's like, well. She's like, are you guys high? She's like, well, I'll, I'll leave you alone. And she's like, we're just going to watch a movie. So they decide to go to the video store. And then we go to the next scene. And when they make it to the generic blockbuster, basically, um, Hollywood video, if you're from the 90s, you know what Hollywood video and blockbuster, especially blockbuster was. So they go in basically to fake blockbuster and to rent a movie. And Vincent is there working as usual. And he looks like, what the what the what you know like Mallory are, did, are you just walking behind them or are you guys together he's like really confused because it's really weird when you could tell Jeanette kind of always wanted to be friends with her she always would what are you doing why are you looking at them like that uh, they're not good people you know she always had something to say now she's up under Kate like you know but Mallory is the fakest the character not the real person uh Mrs. Quinn, not the real, I'm just talking about the character. So she must be doing a good job because if a character can bother you, that means they're doing a good, good, the actress is doing a good job. So Vincent is confused and she's like, well, you're still friends with Jeanette. He said, I've always been friends with Jeanette. It looks like you're just jumping from side to side, jumping ship and then being on like some weirdo stuff. And then we go back and it's still 1994. The girls leave the blockbuster and then they go and they're all sitting there watching a movie they're watching like a, a black and white old, older movie when everything was in black and white and the girl is scared running one the character on the movie that they're watching is scared and running from the Batman, and it's triggers something in kate and she goes back to a flashback when she was running from martin and then she gets to having a panic attack from being through so much and being locked in a basement, his own personal dungeon and being through all the traumatic stuff she's been through. So she has a moment, you know, a panic attack just because it triggers something inside of her as she sees the little girl running from the man and remember running from Martin. The girls cut the movie off and try to calm her down. And Mrs. Wallace walks in there and she's trying to get Kate to go on a talk show to tell her side of the story. Um... You know, Mrs. Wallace is being Miss Wallace. She only cares what other people think. She don't want people to second out Kate. So all she cares about is the publicity and making her family look good. She's not thinking about what her daughter needs. You know, even though that she has her in therapy, she needs more, much more than that. She's been kidnapped for months, uh, you know, groomed and sexually abused she needs more than to just be exploited on tv so that you know but mrs wallace is miss wallace i don't like her either uh so mallory jumps up and says she has to go 
And then, you know, Kate is not trying to hear it. She's not trying to go on that talk show and telling her mom, don't ruin my birthday like you did last year. So that's that scene. Then we go to the next scene. And Jamie is sitting there getting drunk. Then we go to 1994 and it goes to Kate sitting on the couch and her her dad is coming up to her trying to give her a snack and trying to have a heart to heart with her and letting her know that he apologized for what happened about the year before and he'll never do that again and they have a nice heart to heart he's dad of the year and the mom comes in trying to talk her into going into the talk show again and he kind of talks to her then we go back to 1993 and they are walking through the mall and at this time Jamie is just flat out drunk He's embarrassing. He wastes alcohol all over her dress that she is going to wear to her birthday dinner. And he's just all over the place. He tipsy as I don't know what. Then we go to 1994 and Kate and her parents are looking at the news. And they say that it was another girl who's come out now and said that Martin did the same thing from her in his other town. His former town that he lived in before that. And she instantly jumps to defending you know you could tell he might have told her like you're the first person I've ever been with you know one of my students blase blase because she goes straight into defense mode this girl is lying she's trying to get her 15 minutes of fame uh he told me that they were just friends only thing he did was tutor her she's stri strictly just dismissive to this other girl and you can tell that must have came somewhere between Martin he might have mentioned the girl hell the girl name could be Annabelle for all we know we don't know but he uh he must have told her about it because it triggered somewhere she knew that she said the girl is lying he just tutored her because now another victim is coming out from his past town then we jump back to 1993 and kate is trying to walk jamie out <laughs> he's drunk and he falls on the <laughs> He falls on the floor, tipsy out his mind. She embarrassed, got her little bag. She'd have been shopping. He'd have messed up her birthday outfit. He got grass stains all over him, looking like a fool. And he, he know, he tried to have a sweet moment with his little drunk tail. So I said, you know, what was your first favorite birthday gift? And she like, oh, what my dad gave me. And he kind of looks at the ring with his little feeling so hurt. And she like, oh no, you know, after after the ring, Kate don't really like Jamie like that. And it seemed like at first she really did. Remember they was kissing at the mall, all cute, lovey dovey. But it seemed like after she met mr martin after she found out her mom had an affair kind of you know how you find out something and it kind of changed your whole perspective on life you know and i think with her seeing her mom uh was having an affair with scott and how dismissive her mom has been with the mind games and everything because her mom plays uh her mom plays a lot of tr uh mind games with her you know um so you can kind of see why she feels the way she does and can't trust anybody and that's probably why she more leans towards mallory because mallory is completely outside of what she knew and everybody else kind of just play with her mind so it seemed like ever since she started confiding in Mr. Martin, she thinks about Mr. Martin. And she don't really look at Jamie the same way. So his little drunk self. Then we go to 1995 where Mallory um, takes her for her birthday surprise. And they're at a skating ring. And she's like, how did it's normally packed in here? How did you get it by your um get it where no one was in there? She's like, I'm assistant manager now. Which when did they start making 
high school students or maybe she's 17 i don't know but she's assistant manager and she basically got it closed off so they could have this whole skating ring uh, to themselves, they kind of gave you a, 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 like, are they having a moment? Like, are they more than just friends? You kind of don't know because Mallory already seems obsessive with Kate, but she also seemed that way with Jeanette as well. So I don't know, uh, what's the vibes with these two, but it kind of was giving you like they were going to have a moment, but yeah. Also, and it, it's kind of dialogue to remember um in episode one when it was Jeanette's birthday uh 1994 she was at the skating ring all in love with Jamie at the time so I don't know where they going with it because it's kind of like a double-sided you know with the two mirrors like you know everything is you, you, you kind of don't know where they're going but this kind of was like best friends hanging out but kind of like um we don't know so yeah she's having fun she's more freer with Mallory and um you know 1995 that's basically all she has she, she's kind of getting back more comfortable with her dad but her and her mom relationship is completely strenuous um it's not not had never been the same so then we go back to 1993 Jamie falling on the floor again honey he's still drunk and it's nighttime by now and they stumble up on Mr. Martin's house. He's peeing in Mr. Martin's grass. Mr. Martin come outside like, what What are you kids doing? And he sees uh, Jamie is drunk. So he basically looking like, y'all some little alcoholics. Because remember, the second episode, he found Kate uh, drunk. And then, well, no, that was Scott. But she might have still been a little tipsy when he, uh, he found her. But now he basically, he sees Jamie's drunk and falling on his ground so he offers to take them home i'm guessing he took jamie home first because uh when he glances to the next scene he has kate in the car he drops her off they kind of have a moment she kind of touches his hand in a intimate way and you can tell it he he just loves it honey and you know she confides in him lets her know she has a family secret and she's just got so much on and he lets her know like let it out just you know open up to your family let him know but you know he's still grooming her he knows what he's doing he's leaving that door open to where when she falls he's going to be the run she runs to he's playing mind games he's grooming her he knows what he's doing and then they show us back to 1993 and kate goes home late she um is all over the place because she's been with drunk Jamie all day and friends who she kind of is outgrowing because she has so much on her mind. You can tell after she seen her mom having an affair, that kind of shook up her life. So her mom is embarrassed because she wasn't nowhere to be found and she had to send all of her family friends home. She wasn't home at seven for that birthday dinner. So her mom tells her, I had to tell everybody you had food poisoning because, you know, her mom can't be embarrassed and, you know, she's like you know what why don't you just tell the truth and the daddy comes downstairs he gets between them and a little abuse happens in my opinion and not the abuse that you think I'm gonna say so she tells her mom she basically blurts out her mama business to her daddy like look dude she having an affair on you with Scott I seen her kissing Scott she she kind of says it all which I'm like okay you just gonna bust your mama out like that but she did it and her mom kind of dismisses her, which that's the abusive part I'm talking about. Because she's trying to make it seem like her daughter is psychological crazy. She's playing a lot of mind games with her daughter. So that's what I don't like. So she calls her mom rude. Then she call, you know, they kind of have a little back and forth. Then she tells her mom, you're such a bitch. 
I don't care how bad your mom is getting on your nerves. That's a no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Mrs. Wallace slaps the shit out of her as she should. As she should. You don't call your, still your mama. Still your mama. You don't do that. So I'm not, that wasn't abusive, but abusive to me was sitting there playing games, mental games with your daughter. And you're going to end up having her have all type of psychological issues. Mind you, not to even clue what Martin did to her, but I mean, you just sit up there telling her she's lying. She didn't see what she thinks she said. Then she blurts out and busts her out on the, on the dad's side. Well, she thought you were having an affair two weeks ago. So, Mrs. Wallace, do not get no kudos for that. I don't blame her for slapping Kate because she shouldn't have called her mama that, but she's dead wrong and evil, if you ask me. So then Kate runs upstairs. She's crying. Her mom comes behind her, antagonizing her, like, look at you. You always want to run. Go ahead and run away. Where are you going to go to the two uh, best friends' house, Jamie house? You're just going to come crawling back. Go ahead, run away. So just antagonizing her, letting her know. You're just, you, you remind me of me just when I was younger. This, this, this. So Kate picks up and she packs her bags and she leaves. And then we go and we see, I don't know, this, is, yeah, this is 1994. And Mr. Wallace is sitting up there talking about he forgave her and he's having a moment. Mm -hmm. So they're all lovey-dovey and he's forgiving. Then we go back to 1995 and... Mallory and Kate is in her bedroom and they're playing with the typewriter. She's telling Mallory she can have a typewriter. She believes it's broke anyway. Mallory discovers it's not broke. It's something jammed in here. They find a copy of the paper. Looks like it might have been a prescript saying liar. And they kind of figure out that whoever wrote that letter and sent liar to the house, it came from the Wallace's home. So then... Her mom, she goes downstairs, confront her mom. Her mom basically said, like, look, I had to do it. You have to fight. I have to want you to want to win this trial, and I had to do it to make you snap and do what you have to do. A whole bunch of bull and mind games and abuse, because like I said, she played mental games with this girl's head. This is your daughter. You don't do that. So I'm not feeling Mrs. Wallace and everything, you know, kind of make, I'm kind of still team Jeanette, but with everything Kate has been through, it's, you just feel so bad for her. You know, she was abducted by Mr. Martin, been all that torture and trauma. Um, she has all these fake people around her. She comes back. Her whole life is somebody. Somebody else has basically took her friends, her boyfriend, etc. Everybody, her mom just plays mind games with her. You know, you can't help but feel sorry for Kate for everything she's been through. And you see, you know, why she is the way she is. And then we go and we see Derek, Jeanette's brother. And he's getting his little thing going with uh, Ashley, the stepsister of Kate. They're having them a little moment. And she gets up. They kiss or whatever and talk about, you know, themselves. She gets up, put her robe on, goes in the shower. And he says, hey, let me check my email. He gets on her computer and then he discovers something. He sees that she's been type into her sister and she knew all along that what Kate did went to Mr. Martin's house on her own on her own free admission even though everything that happened after that was completely wrong you're an adult you don't um, invite a teenage one of your teenage students male or female into your home like that that's totally no your assistant principal no 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 we're not doing that so he go ahead and make copies of the whole chat 
and he leaves and then we go and the next scene is Kate is going to Mr. Martin's house because I skipped ahead of myself and I gave two uh, previous scenes up before it got to there so I've already been over them but they basically show Kate going on her own to Mr. Martin's house and asking can she come in telling him hey I told that secret it blew up in my face my mom this my mom that and he invites her in like the creep he is and then it goes to a flash where he is basically giving her food watching her eat just mm, watching her eat you can tell he controls her with food he's letting her know like don't I do all this for you I give you clothes food and like he just doing her a big favor honey you know just straight mind control you can see why this poor girl head is you know all over the place like she's just been through so much then we got back to Derek I really love Derek and Jeanette's relationship he really loves his baby sister and he walks into her room and he said look what I got because he's sleep you know he's sleeping with Kate's sister so he like look what I got and Kate looks at it and she says she went to um she notices that Kate went to Mr. Martin's house on her own and that was the end of the episode I do hope you guys enjoyed I am really loving this 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 one was a stronger episode it seems like um Kate episodes are a little bit stronger than Jeanette's character episodes and I'm wondering what are they going to do with season two because there's only three more episodes left so I'm wondering are they just going to drag it out kind of showing us on how everything played out in season two be the court hearings or what because they can't go past season two um on this this is going to be like a short show because it's cruel summer and then you know they're showing us everything that took place but i'm only thinking season two can only be the court hearings that's what i'm thinking but who knows but this was a very good strong episode i really enjoyed it next week looks like it's going to be strong as well it, lo it looks like from the previews that um mrs wallace is going to see because now you can kind of figure out why jamie thought remember he thought that she actually ran away so i'm thinking that's why he moved on quick because i think that they're going to think she ran away completely and then end up finding out she was kidnapped but we see how jeanette found out she was kidnapped she overhears at school uh mrs wallace and mr martin talking to him looking nervous she like have you seen my daughter and we kind of figure out on how Jeanette knew because she walks up to Jamie and she's still she's still Jeanette with the glasses. She said, I heard Kate is missing. And then it shows her going into school all popular. And then the two follower best friends are like, is that Jeanette? Because that's when she has her hair all laid down pretty. She don't have a curlier. She ain't got rid of the glasses. You could tell her mom probably didn't help dial her up a little bit because her mom always pushed her to be popular. So, yeah, catch me next week and we will go over episode eight. Don't forget, um, I'm not going to come back on with another pod until the weekend and we will be reviewing Narcos. We're going to do episode four and five, maybe six. We might try to get three squeezed in there over the weekend. I know everybody's pretty much having a three day weekend. So until next time, be safe out there. Stay up, stay positive. Don't let nobody kill your vibe. If you fall off, just remember, get back up and try again. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on my social medias. Link me up. Also, follow me on Spotify. I got some dope playlists on there. Thanks for tuning in and catch you next time. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one.